And if there's anybody that I know of, player, coach, teacher, student, or anybody that I've ever talked to about hitting, he knows, he knows more about my principles that I believe in hitting than anyone I've ever been with. Days at the playground, or right out in the street. Baseball, make life complete. Hi, you are listening to the podcast of Ted Williams Baseball League Headquarters. we got an exciting podcast for you tonight where we are going to air the clips 6 through 10 of the Saving Youth Baseball YouTube video presentation. We're going to give you the audio version of it. And um, uh, we've had some compliments on the the first uh, clips, 1 through 5, and we're going to continue on uh, with that series in podcast form. Uh, I want to point out to you that our website has been under construction, but it is up. And um, you may find that interesting. You know, it's our hope there to have an online store where we have shirts and hats and Ted Williams League uh, type of stuff with all those monies going to the Ted Williams League and the uh, furthering of everything you're hearing here about the Ted Williams League and its quest. Um, so you should be aware of that. One of the things that will be on that online store that's available now and we don't talk about this enough, but it has been very helpful. It's just kind of like this side project that we do, which is kind of fun for me personally. And that is, you're going to hear you hear music. For example, that song that kicks off the podcast is called "Baseballs Where I Begin," and that's a song I wrote years ago. It's actually in the "Hitting the Ted Williams Way" part one videotape, which uh, the Williamses still sell as a CD, which features myself and Ted Williams and Ken Coleman together. Um, the point is, is that we have two music CDs that are available for purchase, and we do a terrible job marketing. I'll be the first one to admit it. We're all baseball. But we're getting to it because we've realized how foolish we are over the years. But you can only, there's only so many hours a day. It's that's in a day, that sort of thing. And you you got to do what you have to do. Well, we're getting to the point now where people are really taking an interest in what it is we're saying and why we're saying it. And um, therefore, I wanted to make you aware of if, if you're uh, someone um, that is hearing all this, but your baseball coaching years or playing years are long over, but you want to help it, this would be a way you could help. You could buy the CD. Two songs immediately come to mind. The one I talked about, Baseball's Where I Begin. Uh, but there's another one as well, which is called My Autograph. And that was written from a true story where I went to see Ted. He was at a signing. And he's sitting up there, you know, in the, and there's a line of people from here to the next town waiting for his autograph and he kind of waves me up, come up here, I'm bored, you know, sit with me. And I sat with him for a couple of hours and he signed autographs and we talked hitting. And I wrote this song about that and it's really interesting because it, it's my view of, you know, what he was doing and how we felt about it and uh, it's just a really interesting song. Um, so th that's the type of 
um, music that you'll run into uh, in these CDs, and all that money benefits the Ted Williams League. Another thing I'd like to do is this podcast has brought us something else, and that is we've received two donations, um, memorial donations, and I would like to do a shout-out for Ronnie Arbing. Um, We've received two donations in his name. My guess is that he was a fan of Ted Williams or the old Ted Williams camp or was following the changes of the Ted Williams League uh, or all of the above. And we'd love to hear more about Ronnie's story. Uh, And please, for the people that made these donations, please uh, email us at tedwilliamsleague at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear about it. So without um, going on and on, uh, here are the video clips 6 through 10 of Saving Youth Baseball. Saving Youth Baseball, clip number 6. Hi, I'm Steve Faroli, and I hope you are enjoying my presentation of Saving Youth Baseball. I'd like to remind you to like our Facebook page, Ted Williams Baseball League, and also would like to remind you that all the Saving Youth Baseball clips will be presented in chronological order at the website address below. So we talked about the effects of the oversized plate, the man-sized plate, on the pitcher back in clip number five. What effects does the oversized man-sized plate have on the hitter? All my life I have heard the saying, one thing leads to another. And while that saying can be thought of in a positive and negative sense, in youth league baseball, one thing leading to another is a classic example of it working in a negative way. Because the youth league pitcher is throwing to a bigger target than he deserves, and because he is throwing at an overall speed that is faster than what it should be, the little hitter, the youth league hitter, becomes defensive. The youth league hitter is afraid of being hit by the pitch, and while this fear will always be there throughout his career, in youth league baseball, it is much more than what it should be. The youth league hitter is more concerned with not being hit with the pitch than he is with hitting the pitch. Because he's afraid, he backs off the plate, making the stunted reach of his arms and bat, again seen in this picture as an early eclipse, even more of a negative concern. With a man-sized home plate in the fear that it creates in the hitter, often the hitter is so far away from the plate that the outside half, the outside half of the plate cannot be contacted with any effectiveness. On the other hand, the aggressive, brave young hitter, a rare breed these days, that is willing to get close to the plate will have to get so close to the plate to deal with the outside corner that he will sacrifice a lot of his approach on the inside corner. Um, The little hitter just can't win on the man-sized home plate. It's as simple as that. The word hitter or hitting is an offensive term. 
But in youth baseball, the scaling of it has created a defensive mentality, which is not true at the levels above it. Hitting is meant to be offensive. The game of baseball meant for hitting to be an offensive mentality and not a defensive mentality. Sparing you the details, trying to teach a youth hitter to hit over a man-sized home plate is a disaster. In my camps since 1997, we have played strictly by Ted Williams League rule because trying to teach someone to pitch or hit to an unjust environment to me is a waste of time. It cannot be done correctly. In the Saving Youth Baseball support clip entitled Ted Williams on Steve Farrell, where Ted Williams is talking about me, you'll notice in the script of that clip that I had requested that we put our work on hitting the Ted Williams way on hold so that our time together could be spent on the Ted Williams League because I felt that was a hundred times more important. The Ted Williams League with three different sized home plates has slowed down the pitch by scaling the strike zone properly to the hitter's body. The result is an offensive mentality in the hitter and decreased hit batters by 48%. Let me say that again. The result is an offensive mentality in hitting, in the hitter, and decreased hit batters by 48%. I hope you have enjoyed this portion of Saving Youth Baseball. Saving Youth Baseball, clip number seven. Unfortunately, this segment of Saving Youth Baseball is being shot during the surge or high point of the Corona-19 virus. However, despite the adverse conditions our nation is facing, both in health and economy, and despite the sadness and sympathy that we are all feeling uh, to the thousands of families facing loss of life, and other complications due to this virus, I cannot help but be motivated by the courageous, uh, unselfish dedication of the various levels and teams of our medical field fighting this monster in a tireless way day in, day out for our safety, literally putting their lives in danger for others. I am also moved and motivated by the genuine creative heart and spirit of everyday people to rally forward. In a similar light, I have always tried to find the positive in every situation, regardless of how difficult it may be. While millions of us are home, idle, waiting, worrying, I would like to suggest that part of that time be spent to try to strengthen youth baseball. If you are interested, I would like to begin that process with this mental picture in mind. Well, let's consider the entire youth baseball community out waiting for a bus, the youth baseball bus. 
the parents, the players, the coaches, the umpires, they're all waiting to get on that bus. And that bus is on its way with a new paint job. And everybody's excited to get on that bus again this year to play youth baseball. Unfortunately, beneath the new paint job is a vehicle that was built in the late 40s. And while it was a commendable vehicle for the time as a startup model, today it doesn't have power brakes, it doesn't have power steering, it doesn't have high beams, it doesn't have a rear emergency door, it doesn't have seat belts, it doesn't have FM radio, it doesn't have GPS. It is out of date. Now this bus by today's standards is uncomfortable and unsafe. But because the baseball volunteer, the baseball parent, does not understand the details of how a bus is mechanically put together, they pay the fare, they board the bus, and they head into another baseball season mesmerized by tradition, routine, and schedule. The coronavirus has interrupted the bus schedule. The coronavirus has interrupted the youth bus schedule. It has required the bus driver to stay home. It has required the bus to be parked for weeks until further notice. This unlikely and odd disruption in baseball scheduling will give the baseball parent precisely at the right time of year the amount of time to investigate and become educated on the details of this level of play and how they relate to safety. This education will allow them to make some simple repairs for a truer version of youth baseball. Let's pull that bus into the shop and fix it together. Let's use the coronavirus delay as the much needed time to make some simple repairs for a better, truer version of youth baseball. Saving Youth Baseball, clip number eight. In keeping with my youth baseball metaphor found in clip number seven, if your organization does choose to pull their youth baseball bus into the repair shop for some simple and inexpensive changes, they will immediately start to experience a safer, truer version of youth baseball that will affect all the riders on that bus, not just the players. In an earlier clip, I stated that I did not want to uh, seem to be criticizing uh, the thousands of volunteers that uh, put youth baseball in the field year in and year out. That is not my intention. What I'm trying to do is to upgrade the format by presenting information um, that has proven in the Ted Williams League uh, to provide a more enjoyable and safer experience of what we consider to be a better scaling of the game, a better scaling down of the game. And often, um, with these corrections uh, and adjustments in place, all the roles of the game are much uh, more enjoyable and easier to execute. 
I really wanted to reinforce this point because this next group of people in youth baseball could easily misinterpret uh, my comments. This next group of people in youth baseball, much like the pitcher in the hitter, uh, are one more example of a crucial role in the game, a crucial role in the game that is not being executed as baseball intended it to be. There are three different types of strikes in baseball. You have a call strike, you have a fouled strike, and you have a swinging strike. Because the youth league pitcher is overthrowing the ball to a man-sized, oversized home plate, and because the youth league batter, on an average, has a defensive mentality and is set further off the plate out of fear, the percentage of foul strikes and swinging strikes is heavily decreased. Let me say that again. Because the youth pitcher is overthrowing the ball to a man-sized home plate, and because the youth batter on an average has a defensive mentality and has set himself a little bit further off the plate due to fear, the swinging strike and foul strike have been decreased dramatically. The swinging strike and foul ball strike percentage has been decreased dramatically. The result is an excessive amount of unfair pressure on the home plate umpire to fill in the missing foul and swinging strikes with call strikes. So what does he do? He opens the strike zone. Now the home plate umpire starts calling balls strikes by making the strike zone on an oversized plate even bigger. And all too often, the most respected guy on the field, the guy that's there for safety and rules and integrity, is pressured by his superior to do so. And I know the mentality is to fight excessive walks and to get the hitter to swing the bat and to keep the game moving uh, and to get everybody home before bedtime. Um, however, after all the good intentions or poor excuses might be better said, at the end of the day, it is just one more example of the oversized man-sized plate ruining this level of play and pressuring one of the most respected people on the field. With the TWL playing with three different sized home plates that increase with the hitter's bat and arm as he grows, the young pitcher learns pitching or is introduced to pitching with control as his first objective. His response is to decrease his velocity to now hit the justified or fair strike zone target. With this decrease in velocity, we have found the little hitter metamorphosizes from being defensive 
to being offensive. And he starts to swing that bat. And now, with a familiar percentage, familiar percentage of foul strikes, swinging strikes, and call strikes, the home plate umpire seems to fade more into the background, and it is a beautiful thing to watch. Saving Youth Baseball, clip number nine. So last night, I sit and I watch all eight Saving Youth Baseball clips. And when they're over, I sit back and I'm saying, this guy is a pain in the butt. He's picking on us and he wants us to make all these changes and they don't even sell smaller home plates. <laughs> um, let me tell you a little story. This is my good friend Dave Munstis. Um, he was a civil engineer. He was an unrestricted builder in uh, a very skilled carpenter. Uh, he also was both a coach, um, an umpire, and a board of director with local Little League for over 10 years. One night I met Dave for the first time through a mutual baseball friend and before long a conversation perked up about the traditional baseball rules and dimensions and the new changes of the Ted Williams League. Now I did not know at the time that Dave was involved with Little League at all. And he really didn't say much that night in that conversation, but I knew he was following along in detail because he asked several detailed questions. Um, shortly after that conversation, he re asked, requested to become not only a coach, but an umpire in the Ted Williams League. Dave's primary work in the Ted Williams League was between the ages of 8 and 12. In the three different divisions that we played between these age groups, um, Dave would constantly say that these divisions were scaled down and presented better than what he saw in Little League. What was really interesting is Dave would say things like, uh, you know, in, in Little League we had really good players and coaches, but they were held back by the format, or they were restricted by the format. And, um, you know, he would say, um, and the coaches and players don't even realize it, and now, having done both, I can see it clearly. So Dave was someone who spent a lot of time in both formats and, and saw the results or lack of results in both. And um, Dave would remain loyal to the Ted Williams League for 20 years until he died uh, in June of 2018. Saving Youth Baseball, clip number 10. In the past few clips, I have indicated that by simply playing with the smaller home plates, you will protect your pitcher's arm, increase his arm safety, decrease hit batters by about 50% while motivating the home plate umpire to call a strike zone that is rule book written and fair. While there is still discussion to be had for a positive effect between
between the pitcher, hitter, and home plate umpire. Yes, if you simply just play over the smaller home plates, you will immediately provide aid to all these problem areas. Okay, so what are you supposed to do now? I was not joking earlier when I said there were no smaller plates to purchase because there are no smaller plates for sale. What is for sale is duct tape, or even better, Gorilla Tape. And when stripped properly, uh, more details at another time, this can be used to change the man size plate to the correct dimensions in minutes and removed just as fast. I think as you watch this presentation, um, the normal reaction is to um, see these changes as complicated and possibly expensive. They are neither. As a matter of fact, the changes are very simple and inexpensive. For example, I have just presented a very logical and intelligent solution to arm safety and hit batters for about $3.99, which I have watched and proved to be effective for 27 years. So, am I a pain in the butt? Definitely. Am I asking you to make a bunch of changes? Definitely. Um, am I picking on the program? I'm not picking on the people. I'm trying to upgrade the format, and I'm going to keep saying that probably every clip. Here's the kicker, though. Can you get these changes implemented in your baseball program? Probably not. And why? Because you, as a parent, coach, or board of director, have surrendered control over your player or players, or in some cases, a town full of players, to a format that is headquartered and controlled by a national organization that believes in the traditional rules and dimensions. They are still driving the old bus. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast of Ted Williams League Headquarters. Please visit our website, Ted Williams Baseball League, and email us for any comments or questions you'd like to address in this podcast. Hey, I'm Steve Forley from Hanson, Massachusetts. Get a good pitch to hit. I called on you to spark up all my fun. Days at the playground or right out in the street. Baseball, make